Hey guys, Roy here, and you are listening to another episode of the Balance Mill Podcast Series. Today's episode will be a dad talk. I have a good buddy of mine here, Trevor, and we're going to be talking all about being a dad. So enjoy. So I usually just kind of have record and then we're getting it. Yeah. All right. So you ready, Trevor? Ready. All right. So I've got uh, my friend Trevor here for our dad talk. And um, Trevor, go ahead, introduce yourself, say hi to all of our people out there. Yeah, everybody. Uh, my name is Trevor and uh, looking forward to the dad talk. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I'm excited to have you. So uh, Trevor and I go back a few years. Um, it was through a, we met through a mutual friend who started going to the coffee shop I worked at here. And then was it, because you guys used to live together. We did. And then um, you really liked coffee. So then you started coming to the coffee shop. And then the snowball effect, we just ended up hanging out. Is that is that pretty much how it worked out, how we met? Yeah, I think at the time it was probably the best I think it was the best beans in town <laughs> and along with the best, uh, uh, I guess, the person making the coffee. I think you had it down to a science that um, <laughs> I appreciated. So. I take a few things seriously. Coffee's one of them. Um, so uh, what are we drinking today? Um, Lagunitas, the IPA version. I'm a fan. Um, originally brewed out of Petaluma. I was kind of thinking about this earlier when you, mm-hmm. you know, part of this is what what are you drinking? And um, Lagunitas is my go-to go IPA. Uh, I think it has a good taste, a good uh, a good kick, and I feel like it has a little punk rock to it. Um, <laughs> when I moved down to uh, the Bay Area, I used to skate the uh, Petaluma Skate Park. Okay. And so it kind of brings me back... Um, to that area and i think they brew in petaluma and chicago now oh okay um and also their uh, mascot is a dog and i'm stoked on that so so you are you're from the west coast right yeah from the west coast yeah nice. northwest actually the pacific northwest nice beautiful country yep one of my christian music festivals that i served coffee at in enum claw it was a beautiful, beautiful country. We've uh, we've talked about that before. I, that was my um, my home mountain snowboarding was Crystal Mountain mm-hmm. and Enum Claws right at the base of Crystal Mountain. So yeah, it's wait. I thought it was at the base of Mount Rainier because when we were at the fairgrounds there, you could see Mount Rainier from where we're at. Yeah, so Mount Rainier is pretty visible anywhere around that area <laughs> yeah, okay. um, but if i guess if you look at it crystal mountain is p- a foothill of mount rainier so um the whole it, it's a i mean it's a massive mountain so mm-hmm. in theory crystal mountain is part of mount rainier but uh but it, they call it it's that's what the ski slope is is crystal mountain oh okay and yeah shout out to enum claw and uh this really great dive bar called the crystal is out there it's hence a crystal mountain yeah hence crystal <laughs> mountain. many many drinks were had to get me through the uh selling coffee at christian music festivals at the crystal 
but uh so let's dive in um so trevor tell me about um how many kids do you have i have one little one right now um nine months old and actually one on the way oh yeah that's right yeah i know forget about that (laughs) (laughs) now is it are they going to be irish twins no i I think the technical term of Irish twins are within 12 months, which to me is crazy. Yeah. But, um, so they will be 14 months apart, which is close. Um, yeah. Just shy. Yeah. My sister and I are actually 13 months apart. So we're, yeah, crazy. So it kind of, it, it kind of runs in the family. It, I suppose so. <laughs> I don't know that it's a genetic thing, but yeah. <laughs> but why the fast, like why the fast turnaround? You know, I mean, it's, I, you know, I'm, my son's only like, nine nine weeks old so i mean to to even wrap my head around doing this again is kind of wild so why the quick turnaround uh full disclosure wasn't planned um but i think two were always planned um Mm -hmm. and i'm on the older side and i say we yeah yeah so it it is what it is and i'm Mm -hmm. stoked so, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as always, why don't you uh, go ahead and tell us about your son's birth story? Um, we actually have a pretty cool birth story. It's one. Yeah. It. Uh, I think we were about a week late, which is somewhat normal with mm-hmm. the first. And there was a big game on that night. Been, <laughs> I'm into I'm into football, but the last couple of years I've just been like, oh, whatever. But for some reason that night. It was the Seahawks playing. Um, I, I honestly forget who they were playing. Maybe the Rams. Maybe not. I, I don't know. But it was a big game, and I was really stoked to watch it. I think it was a Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to work that day. We went to the doctor's or the midwife center earlier that day, and they basically just said, hey, um, uh, yeah, it's it's everything's looking good. It's going to come any day and then um my wife called me later that afternoon and said hey you know I'm, I'm kind of going through the contractions and we did the birthing class which was awesome because i, I felt prepared that mm-hmm. understanding these were early um nothing to be concerned so i kind of wrapped stuff up at work came home and uh just kind of went about that evening was able to watch the football game most of it <laughs> um my wife went upstairs because the construction started getting harder she asked me to come upstairs, which I was like, I gave maybe a little bit a uh, fight, but it was cool. I came upstairs and finished watching on the, on the, uh, on the laptop with headphones <laughs> in. Yeah. <laughs> so now that I think about it, maybe she wasn't too stoked, but yeah. it, I think it was a perfect <laughs> scenario. Uh, long story short, Seattle wins. I close the computer. Um, she's being a gangster and just uh, getting after it, and then you know, I think within maybe an hour after the game, she thought it was it was time, and so we called the midwife center. The midwife center actually listened to her on the phone for probably about ten minutes, just listened to her breathe, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically said, "Hey, uh, we don't think you're quite ready to come in," and and I was um, cool with that. I don't know that um, that she was a hundred percent cool with that. Uh, 
because I think the understand, you know, we were going for a natural birth and the sooner you go in there is, you know, you yeah. just have more options. So I think the longer we stayed at the house was better for, for everything. So the mid, um, our midwife said, Hey, we don't think you're quite ready. So cool. We tried to get some sleep. Um, I know she really struggled to sleep. She probably slept for like 15, 20 minutes within the three hour period. I was able to get a little bit, which I think is important, which I learned in birthing class. So mm -hmm. I would tell her when she was like, uh, I was like, hey, I'm supposed to get sleep here. So <laughs> everybody says that. Yeah, I know. But you feel you feel like a dick. You feel like a dick for sleeping. Yeah, yeah. you do as you a do. guy. Yeah, because they're no, not I sleeping. Agree. Yeah, but yeah. we need you know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, it uh, it moved along as it should, I thought, and um, she started having some uh, nausea and I basically being in the medical field I kind of saw the point where I was like she she turned and mm -hmm. it was like okay it's time so I woke up started packing my stuff and uh, we called the midwife center again and they called listened to her for about five minutes again and said yeah okay why don't you come on in it was a smooth transition getting out of the house we got into the car um, showed up to DePaul Mm -hmm. and um, some f kind of a weird check-in process because everything was closed. So we had to go through the ER section, yeah, mm -hmm. which was fine, but they didn't have the name in the system. It was a bit of a headache there, but it, it was good. We got up to the um, to the room. There was a room available. I think she was seven centimeters um, mm -hmm. when we got there, which is awesome. Um, and then from there, it uh, went from the bed to the shower um, and then she went to the tub and we both kind of thought that she would move from the tub back to the bed just the tub was never something like the water birth was it wasn't like high on her list mm -hmm. you know um, but by once she was in the water and it wasn't super warm I, you know because I think hot tubs are too hot is mm -hmm. not good so it was kind of like this lukewarm water and she was somewhat cold and putting towel on her um, we had a, uh, a doula super awesome she showed up maybe uh, as we we're driving in we called her and um, Rhonda she was she was awesome and um, so anyway she's in the tub and by that point Blair or our midwife was kind of like hey um, uh, do you are you ready to um, wait I don't think I said I don't know if it's Blair. I forget her name now. Shit, I feel bad. It's okay. It's okay. Well, we're going to have another kid with her, you know? So, um, anyway. I don't know. <laughs> was it Blair? Maybe it was Blair. Yeah, I'll, it'll come back to me. But uh, <laughs> long story short, she's in the tub and she's not moving. She's like, I'm not getting out of this mm -hmm. place to go have the kid on the bed. We're done. So, water birth. And um, she was a trooper. Um our boy was born and so the cool thing was we didn't find out the sex either yeah and that was i i struggle sometimes with just like being getting excited about certain stuff but man that was cool it to was, know that you had a boy well no just to either i think you know i don't know i can't say mm -hmm. i can't say because it was a boy you mm -hmm. know i think i would have been super emotional either way but I, I was just emotional because it was such a, it was like the surprise of all surprises. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, oh shit, like the baby came out of the water. Um, everything was, it, it was honestly the 
birth was, uh, from my point of view, and I think from my wife's, it was um, everything went as it should. It was great. Really, it, it was really cool. And then um, he was born, and yeah, it was just from there. It was awesome. It everything about it, the water birth. She was phenomenal. She was super uh, strong, mm-hmm. and just um, yeah, she was a trooper. So yeah. Shout out to the DePaul Center. I, I've heard so many people, you know, being able to go to DePaul. Um, and it's it's a full midwife center, correct? Like, there's no doctors when you are, like, giving birth? Yep. So, as long as you're not in a high-risk pregnancy yeah. category, mm-hmm. um, no doctors. And I think if, once you are in that high risk, they basically tell you, like, hey, you can't give birth here or, mm-hmm. or can't go into labor here. If there was a problem during um, labor, mm-hmm. they would put you in um, a bed and wheel you just right down the hall to the to where you know you could be um, could go into surgery for a c-section or be induced or, or do have other options so not only do they have the midwife center there um, kind of more for the natural birth but they also have the doctors on call the OBs ready to do what they need to do um, nice if something goes wrong so so you, you felt pretty safe the whole time? Like, 100%. Yeah. 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 Everything about it. Um, mm-hmm. Our midwife was very, uh, very kind of uh, strict, I think. But in a so good way. So was ours. So was ours. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, it's kind of like, I dig that. I yeah. really, it's like, hey, this is, uh, yeah, this is a special process. But at the same time, we're, we're doing a natural process and, mm-hmm. and it requires somebody to be, stern but in a kind of caring way and i feel like um she yeah she was great yeah uh yeah we had two midwives too um we did ours at home but uh there was this it was this older lady and uh shout out to the seven cities midwifery too um she was she was a general um and and you need you need that right you need someone that's like in charge that can be like no you've got to do this right now or you know, no, you need to stop. It's okay. Take a breath. Um, so that's cool. Um, I'm just laughing in my head about how your your birth was like similar to ours, but in like totally different ways. Which is weird to say. Like it doesn't, because like you guys didn't want a water birth and you ended up with a water birth. We had the tub. We had everything. But as births go, and I think as I'm learning, it's like. It happened so fast that before we knew it, Carly's just on the bed and she's like, I'm not moving. We can't get the tub exactly. ready. And yeah. it's like, she, yeah, so our baby was born right there on the bed. Yeah. So it's pretty funny. Um, what was, what was the scare? Was there anything that was like, like, what was the scariest thing for you with the birth? Honestly, I thought about this question and, um, man, there, there really wasn't anything scary. As, as you know, I think that the, and I don't even want to say the scariness of having a child and being responsible, more responsible, or yeah, I guess just being responsible mm-hmm. in general um, for somebody else. But uh, I think I was mentally already prepared for that mm-hmm. and um, no issues there. But, uh, but man, it just, it went as planned. And, and not that we even had a birth plan because I think we talked about it. I think we talked when we went to um, um, 
our birthing class. I think we went to the same birthing class, and yeah, I think did. they even recommended don't really work in a birth plan. And I think there was one time because we went to our birthing class relatively early on, and then it was like you know we were we were doing a couple weeks, and for some reason I got I was googling stuff, and it was like oh yeah, what's your birth plan? And I, I talked to uh, to emmy there i was like shit we don't have a birth plan and then i was like going back through my notes and it's mm -hmm. like kind of screw a birth plan it didn't make sense um for us at least and um so yeah i knock on wood or just um maybe we were i don't know i didn't feel i didn't feel really scared about anything i didn't uh really? Yeah, no, it was just, uh, and uh, you know, honestly, being in the medical field, mm -hmm. I've been in OB clinics. I've um, I've actually scrubbed in for a few C sections. I've delivered a few kids as well, going through mm -hmm. um, through some of the training. But um, so for so what we had going on at that time was just super. It was completely natural and it was chill, and uh, you know, it was uh, yeah. The whole birthing situation was. Um, wasn't scary for me it was uh more kind of just it, it was cool do you think it was like i think for me when it comes to birthing it's such it's such an integral part of of humanity that there's this innate thing that clicks on in our heads for both the women and the men it's it's almost like okay we're here this is what we're supposed to be doing. I know for me that that's what I felt. I felt like, okay, nope, here she goes. It's just, it was like this like clicking that just started happening. And I remember I didn't get scared until after yeah, because it was like, everything was over. And I was like, wait, hold on. You know? Okay. It was, it was this, it was this weird thing of like thinking about what I just went through and being scared of what I just went through, even though I'd already gone through it. But it was like, Everything just was like clicking into place. Yeah, no, I think um, I think you hit it when you said there's an innate thing that mm -hmm. you know the you know mother and father have built in their DNA. I mean, it's just we've been you know having kids for a long time. People have kids in crazy environments. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have you hear stories about people having kids and in storms you know people less fortunate than us having kids mm -hmm. um in certain in just rough areas and um so i think when you look at look at it in that perspective it's um we're fortunate mm -hmm. and yeah it, it was just uh you know and you do see hear about people that are that are in kind of our shoes they just have a bad go or something bad happens mm -hmm. like bleeding or something like that and um, you know, luckily we didn't have to deal with anything like that. Um, yeah. but, but those are always, always concerns, but I think most, um, uh, you know, kind of first world hospitals that we're mm -hmm. at can, can support stuff like that. So, yeah. And are you going back to DePaul for the second? Yeah, yep. we are. Um, yeah. Back to DePaul for the second. Yeah. I think, uh, it's fun. I don't know. It's fun. It was fun for me going through this whole process with midwives. I don't know what it was just about. Maybe it was their calmness. Maybe it was just their personalities. But being around, like, maybe it was just because it was a bunch of women talking about things they knew what to do. 
and that has been going on for thousands of years, I felt such a sense of peace and calm. I mean, I would recommend midwives to anybody. Yeah, I think they are like I think you use the term the generals. They yeah. just they run they run shit. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. That's their job, and mm-hmm. I they have a calling for it. Um, and I, I think people getting into that field have some sort of idea of what it takes, and yeah. they're ready for it, and that's what they want to do. And yeah, yeah they're hands down the subject matter experts in what mm-hmm. they do, and they bring about calm into a, an environment mm-hmm. that w- could be a bit chaotic yeah oh yeah totally yeah. so yeah shout out to Paul and shout out to the seven cities midwifery um so tell me about anything you remember from your birth story um i don't i don't remember a lot i guess you know I, uh, <clears throat> obviously i i don't think i personally you know i don't have any recollection but yeah. um just from what my uh, what I've heard from my mom, I was a cesarean. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what the the main issue was, um, or if there was an issue. Or I think they just back then. I think they did a lot of cesareans, uh, you know, and I think they mm-hmm. still do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I the only thing I've really heard about my birth is that I was a pretty chill kid. Yeah. Um, and I was easygoing, but not so much about uh, the birth other than I was a, a cesarean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was almost a cesarean. Yeah. My mom always tells me, I came in on a Monday and you popped out on a Wednesday. <laughs> and I just think about like three days of that is just insane. So um, what was what was your dad like? And... Are there things that he did that you do or that you can see yourself doing? Yeah, so my dad, so um, full disclosure, parents were divorced when I was younger, um, basically raised by my mom, my mm-hmm. sister and I were. My dad was around though, so I mean, you know, every weekend, every other weekend, um, sporting events, stuff like that, for the most part, he was around. Um, so. My dad worked. That's that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever he did at the time, he's a worker, and he focuses on that. Um, we, I guess we had, uh, when I was younger, he was always cool. Like So my mom was the, most people think of your dad as the disciplinary figure. That was not the case for me. Mm-hmm. My mom kind of uh, ruled the roost with the iron fist. Uh, she was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um special ed when she was first starting out um so that takes a special person right there so she was just she was super strict um and super but loving in 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 a in a way as well but so my dad was more he was like the dude that we would go when my sister and i would go over to his house on the weekends we would get sugar cereal over at his house (laughs) we'd be able to watch movies that we couldn't at my mom's yeah 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 yeah, watch the simpsons or something like that you know so lucky um, yeah, yeah. So, so that's how you know. And I guess as a when I was younger, that's how it was with my dad. I ended up moving in with my dad my senior year of uh, high school uh, because my mom and I were, you know, just uh, I was rebelling at the time. And um, but I always 
I started working for my dad since I was when I was 13 I think mm-hmm. 12 or 13 he um, he owns a granite and tile business and so um, I started doing that as a like a, a summer job and turned into he just he's a worker and mm-hmm. he's he's very um, we have a good relationship now but he's very just kind of on the surface he did he is what he is you know mm-hmm. he's, he's not like super deep he's not I guess thoughtful in a sense of that he's like reads a ton of books and gets deep into kind of talking we never had those real like um father-son moments i think that you kind of see in movies or something and and i don't know maybe maybe a lot of other people don't or maybe they do i don't know mm-hmm. that's just not something that we really had um he was around like he was we'd always play baseball football together he was um you know uh, he got me into skiing when I was younger. We would always go on ski trips and stuff like that. So I have a, definitely a fond memory of my dad um, in terms of fatherhood traits and stuff that I, I think I've gotten from him. Um, I think I, I definitely have traits of his. Okay. Hands down. There's traits I have that uh, good or bad I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but fatherhood or kind of being a parenting wise, I never really saw him as this like, strong parent you okay. know what i mean like he just wasn't great dude in what he did but not like the not like the strong kind of you know parent figure type dude you mm. know so do you think maybe sense. maybe you get more of your parenting or even fatherhood from your mom no i think yeah i never really thought about that but um I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I definitely, uh, um, yeah, I think I do. And I, I do have probably a more traits of my dad than my mom, but at the same time, I think trying to be, um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair statement. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think, um, you've gotten from I know I'm hitting you with this but out of the blue but what do you think you've gotten from having a strong female presence in your you know your uh growing up what do you think you've gotten from that um I think it uh I've never really dug deep into it Mm -hmm. but you know just thinking of what really just kind of digging deep into it now I you know I think I've gotten this idea uh, because my mom she was a Mm full-time she was a student when uh, my sister and I were growing up Mm -hmm. um, putting herself through school and then she became a teacher so she worked full-time and she figured out how to manage and and her idea I think at the you know we talk about it now or have talked about it and she's like she was at the point where she's like should I I have to figure out something to support these kids and I want to be around I don't want them to like grow up in daycare so we definitely went to daycare I remember but at the same time she chose a teaching career because she knew she would have summers off with us yeah so that was kind of one of her big things and um, we didn't grow up with a lot of money at all and she made things, um, she made things all right, you know, but she was very strict about it. Like she wasn't like, you know, 
and it's not wrong, but I, you know, some people will, their parents will go out of their way to give their kids the good stuff for school Mm -hmm. or whatever to make sure they fit in and stuff like that. And that just wasn't her. Yeah. She was just more like, you know, kind of, Hey, this is what you got. You're going to deal with it and you're going to be good. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to like put ourselves in even a poorer house to make sure you have the right Nikes or, or something like that. If you want to go work for them, you're all about it or I'm all about it. That's, that's your prerogative. But, um, uh, but yeah, so she was just a very strong woman, and I think what I took from that, as uh, you know, as a current parent, is um, uh, I think uh, discipline is good, and but and you know, and some people may look at her as not being like, oh, she was, you know, super loving, like overly loving, like a mother would be, mm-hmm. like after your father reprimanded you, you went to your mother and you got cuddled or something, and um, so she wasn't that because she kind of had to be both, you know. Wow. So, um, uh, but that's not to, you know, it, it maybe may make my old man sound bad, but it's not the case at all. It's just, it, it, it's where mm-hmm. we lived with her the majority of the time. So, um, I think I got a good, uh, a good balance from her, honestly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about how I, there were times in my life that I, I remember like hating <laughs> The, f- the one times where every time school would start, because it's like you, like all these kids would have the have the trapper keepers. Yeah. And I never had a fucking trapper keeper. I wanted one so bad. <laughs> and my parents were like, because my dad was a teacher as well, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, you know, off and on. But it was like, no, this is what you got, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but deal with it, you know. It's, it's <laughs> I think there I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Um, and not that there's wrong it's not wrong if you were the other way or whatever, but True. there's something yeah. to be said for having to, you know, go to school in with not with or, or without like the hip stuff or whatever, you know, because yeah. you had to figure out another way to either fit in or 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 not and just figured it out, you know. And I think you're saying like figure it out like it's the same thing with you know your mom was like go work for it my parents were the same way i had a job at at 15 no maybe it was four well my first job was mowing lawns and they were like if you you know you can make money this way we can't afford it here you go and i mean i've worked since then and i may not have the best you know i'm gonna be the best with money but at least there's like if there's something i want you got to go out and get it and i think a lot of people don't don't know that yeah yeah i think um that is something that i was definitely instilled with is mm-hmm. is is a work ethic for yeah. sure yeah i mean everything's not handed to you yeah so awesome so shout out to the single mom and to your mom for sure yeah yeah no, huge huge yeah so um <laughs> what's been the funniest thing so far being a dad um like I, I, you know, I was thinking about this one pretty deep too, and because I've never really thought about it, like what's the funniest thing? Because there's day to day moments. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Know, like, oh man, that kid's super funny, you know? Like, oh <laughs> shit, he just fell off the thing and I didn't catch yeah, him, and he, he's all right, but it was kind of funny, and you know, I mean, he doesn't <laughs> think it's funny, but in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of, his fake cries are kind of funny, you know? Yeah. 
Dads, dads think things are funnier more than moms yeah, do. I think yeah, so. That's for sure. a, yeah. Um, but I think <laughs> what is funny, what I've really, you know, he's reaching, um, he'll be nine months soon. And I think what uh, has been funny to me is the overall accumulation of his progression. Mm-hmm. In a sense of like when I look at him and he does something, and you could, t- you could almost see, it's like that, uh, um, the old school swatch watch that's open that's mm-hmm. clear that you can see all the gears moving in order to turn the second watch in order to turn the minute watch in order to turn the swatch. hour watch yeah i'm bringing it back right now you are i'm bringing oh, it away we might have to have a yeah so <laughs> i i almost you could almost see through his head yeah in the things he's doing now yeah you can almost look at him and see the process that he's going through to mm-hmm. make that move to go for that plant that he shouldn't be going for or to go for that car or to crawl like here to grab the dog to me that has been funny um exciting mm-hmm. um just kind of just cool really just yeah. yeah kind of funny in a sense of like man that's pretty cool and i can just sit back and drink my coffee in the morning um him and i have morning times together which is super cool and uh and i can kind of just watch that progress and, that, and that's cool yeah um and I, I mean i'll say even like for me just watching when i came into the my living room to see him because he was sitting there and yeah. just he saw me and he just started like scooting in circles and to me that was that was the funniest <laughs> thing i've seen um <laughs> i don't want to track from you detract no, from you no, right now he, but uh, it's funny you mentioned that yeah. because uh our dog bella has this thing where she runs in circles yeah and he does this thing where he'll just scoot in circles. And, yeah. And, and uh, Emmy will be like, how many circles are you going to do now? You know, and he'll be like on his third one and going for the fourth <laughs> one. So. I'll tell you that my kid has done this thing that's really freaking me out, but it's also hilarious because we're doing elimination communication, which is like a, you know, a potty training thing. Yeah. But when he makes eye contact with me, he like right as he makes eye contact with me, he poops. <laughs> and it's this thing that he's like all right i'm in it don't look away dad this is happening roll with it you know it's Uh, (laughs) dude now that you mention that okay i got i'll throw it out there this is what's funny do it do it talking to our mutual friend my neighbor um dustin yeah dustin who should probably come out here at some point um i he's mentioned this because every time i see him i'm like man i got shit on again today yeah uh-huh. From the get-go, yeah. I have pro- and t- from birth to nine months, I've probably had shit. I've gotten shit on like at least twelve times. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Dustin's like, man, I've never gotten shit on. I don't know what what's the problem. And just the other day, two days ago, Emmy takes off pedicure. I'm like, yeah, I got this, which I do, no problem. But next thing you know, he's pooping again, and it's just like one of those all-over ones. I'm on the rug. I'm trying to hold, I'm literally holding his left arm back with my um, left leg. Yeah. No, his right Uh arm back with my left leg. I'm trying to wipe up, but he's got it on his shirt. So then I need to take the shirt off without getting shit all over him. And then he slams his foot down into the diaper, into the shit. Uh And so anyway, that's funny. That's hilarious. And I enjoy it. It's funny. I think he doesn't get... First off, Dustin will be on here. (laughs) And Dustin will probably listen to this and we'll get him on here. 
He's talked about it. But I think it's because, one, he has a girl. Oh, true, true. And, two, he's an engineer, so mm-hmm. he probably knows a little bit more, like, a functionality aspect. Yeah. No, you're um, right, yeah. And it's hard. I've been pooped on, too. My, I, I think about um, my friend Joe. Um, he always told me, he texted me this one time and I, I never really understood it until I had a kid. He goes, whenever you're thinking you're having a bad day, I just want you to stop and think how much, how much poop have you cleaned off yourself today? And it's just, it's just a thing. I mean, there's poop, there's pee everywhere and and, you know, it's, it's bound to happen. And I I think, you know, Dustin, he's got it in there. there, There's a poop coming his way. Yeah. 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 I uh, just talked to my sister. It was, I talked to my sister today, but this is a story she told me about maybe six months ago that her kid is soon to be three. I think, uh, don't quote me on that, but, um, she just told me a story that, uh, basically at a restaurant, she's kind of in the middle of potty training. Everything's good to go and just massive blowout. And she didn't really have all the essential equipment luckily goes into the um the bathroom and somehow they had some either they had some good wipes or or a good decent changing table long story short like threw away half of her clothes Mm -hmm. and just kind of hightailed it out of there and so um i think back to your point that uh dustin will uh pay the man so he will yeah (laughs) it's so hard to think about how much planning you have to do as a dad and like i think about with uh so we went to our friend's house for dinner and we had one diaper left and we were leaving and i remember thinking no that that's fine we'll be okay i'll never do that again because <laughs> lo and behold he went through the first diaper and we're like all right we still you know we'll hang out for a little bit longer and but before you know it he poops in that diaper we don't have anything well <laughs> I can't wait to tell the story when he's older. Um, oh, it was a house full of women, so they had a whole bunch of maxi pads, and so this is like a TV show. Yeah, it was. It was literally a TV show. So all we did, I remember first, I hosed them off with their in the sink with the uh, with little with the hose and um, come in, and I'm like you know, wrapping them up in a towel. And then our friend comes out and she gives me a maxi pad. (laughs) So I put it at the bottom of his onesie. But the thing is like, you know, I grew up with, with two brothers. So like, I don't know how to work this thing. And all I know is Carly starts laughing at me because I forgot to take the plastic off of it. (laughs) And so, and so I had to, you know, I had to be taught how to use that. But then, uh, you know, but then he just had, he had a little, you know, we just, you know, cause it has that little sticky, the sticky I wings, don't know how they're, they're them, sticky so, yeah. wings no. on the I'm maxi right pads. Now. And so we just stuck it to his onesie and he just hung out for about 40 minutes in a, in a onesie with a maxi pad. Yeah. But honestly, I, I'm at the point now where I've forgotten what the five poops a day are like. So, oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like if we were in that situation, I'd be like, oh, yeah, one diaper, we're good to go. Yeah, no, I, I, I will never leave the house with less than three diapers and at least two onesies in his diaper bag. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's So what's been kind of the hardest thing for being, as being a dad? Um, perfect segue uh, yeah. because... 
the ability to leave the house on a moment's notice. Yeah, I think has been the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. I always, um, not that I pride myself, but I like the idea that I can just. If I'm horrible at planning. Mm-hmm. Not horrible. I'm, I'm decent at planning for shit I have to plan for, and um, I am. You know, I can plan no issues, but I also like the idea of just being very free. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know what's, I don't want to say, I don't want to commit to anything. I don't mm-hmm. want to say, oh, I'm doing this today. You know, I just want to be like, oh, shit, that sounds cool. I'm going to go do that today. So that has been difficult. The idea of, um, like, oh, we want to wake up and not planning to go to breakfast, like, you know, Emmy and I and, and, and uh, the little one. Um, so it's a thing, you know, you got to wake up and you got to shit. Do we have food for them? Do we have uh, a bottle prep? Do we have hot water to warm up the bottle? Do we have uh, three, you know, diapers? Do we have wipes? Do we have this? And, you know, there's a certain point where you kind of, it uh, becomes easier and you are already have it packed or whatever. But uh, I kind of had this idea of it's not going to change me. You know, like mm-hmm. having a little one, you know, it's not going to change. Everything's fine. If I want to wake up and go to a brunch and drink a Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, I will, you know, no issues. And, mm-hmm. and for the most part, you know, we, we've done that and or we still can do that. But there's a lot more, uh, there's pre-planning that goes into everything now. And, oh, and yeah. that's probably been the hardest thing is for me, and not that I don't mind the pre-planning. I'm all about if I need to prep for something, I'm fine with prepping. Mm-hmm. But in, um, you know, sometimes I don't want to do that. I just want to be like, ah, oh, shit, let's go do this. And it's like, well, it doesn't really fit with his nap schedule. It doesn't fit with this. doesn't fit with that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's probably been the hardest thing for me is trying to uh, maneuver around, um, around his needs. Uh, but at the same time, keeping uh, or being cognizant that, you know, I mean, I have needs as well, so that's difficult. Yeah, that's been definitely difficult for me as well. Because um, growing, you know, in the kind of the culture I grew up in, people, you know, I think it's the church lifestyle. People get married at twenty, twenty-one, stuff like that. So, being in your thirties in the church, you're seeing all these parents already. So I've, I've seen how parents do things, and and I I think that. You know, what I saw was when people would have kids, they would lose their life. And I didn't want that. And so I can I can identify with you, like, wanting to do whatever you want to on a moment's notice. And, and I know for me, I wanted to invite him into our lives instead of, like, centering my life around him. Yeah. And it's definitely been a struggle because it, it's like, you know, our therapist told me she was like, uh, it's no longer about you. It's about the family and yes you can do these things but there are things that you need to change and it's not that that i'm second anymore we can't have fun but we have to shift how we do things and and that's just how it's got to be and so it's the planning and it's like there's things that you know it's like i think what i do now in these last couple of weeks is just kind of like i'm going to choose not the best thing, but what is it that I really want to be doing? Because I don't have to do everything anymore. I wanted, I would rather have quality time versus quantity. 
you know, I'd rather go to the, the best restaurant or the restaurant that I can, that's the most applicable for my wife and my son rather than just going to anything, you know? Yeah. And, and it's hard. And, you know, I, I, I think <laughs> I was telling someone about how the first time we went out, there was a hundred steps. And then the second time we went out, there was 90 steps. And then it's gotten to be about an average of now of like 50, 55 steps to get out of the house. And then that makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, but uh, the one thing I can think of for that is, you know, one of the dad talks earlier with Dr. Marco Accordo, you know, he said, just be patient. You know, it's like, yeah, we can't do these things now, but just wait. You know, they will get older and it will get easier. Um, yeah, I, I think they will get old, older and, and it will get easier. You know, it's definitely something I think we all can appreciate and and not just appreciate but you know i i see that for sure like that's it's on the horizon and that's going to be there um mm-hmm. but i but there's got to be something also for there is stuff that you want to do mm-hmm. and you don't want to be selfish mm-hmm. but at the same time um it is about the family yeah um but there's also you know there's got there's a, there's definitely a balance of is it a it's you know, I, I think I put this in, uh, in or, or I was thinking about this is like, you can't love somebody until you love yourself mm-hmm. or, you know, so you have to enjoy also what you're doing because mm-hmm. otherwise then you're just going to be kind of bummed out, you know, and, th- and then you're yeah. bummed out for him or the family and then that's no good. But then it's, it's a struggle too, because, um, you know, it's going to make sure, uh, you know, your wife isn't bummed out as well, or, um, you know, so it's, so it is, it's difficult. And I think that's probably one of the hardest things is making, understanding the changes that are going to happen, but also trying to work within continuing doing some of your hobbies that you can still do. Yeah. It's almost like, I hate to say it because we live, live near the water, but you got to ride the wave. You know, you kind of got to yeah, like, for sure. you know, you have to like, yes, things are changing, but, but like you said, we have needs, parents have needs. And I think that we're the last ones that get our needs met. And sometimes that's how it's going to be. Yeah. And that's, and that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. But mm-hmm. just at least know to at least understand that we do have needs, Yeah, you know, and, and if we decide to do something one one day for our needs that it's we're not being selfish or something yeah you know? oh my god yeah i i see so many you know i'm a teacher and i see so many parents that as soon as their kids were born whatever it was that they were it just went out the window yeah. and all they were were the parents and honestly i don't think there's anything technically wrong with that because my son i want to give him everything he wants and 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 I also feel like if I'm not filling myself at helping my wife do the same thing and also like giving to each other, like I'm not doing him yeah, any no. anything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, you know I think there's a harmony between this between between it all that can be met. Um, yeah. I don't know that I've met it. Um, I actually, I know I have not met the, the, the I have not found it. 
Um, but isn't but life it, life is trial and error anyway? Exactly. Yeah. I think it's out there. You watch like uh, I think uh, we watched like some crazy Netflix show of this family that was just traveled around Australia, the Fiji Islands, and they surfed, and they had a little one, and he grew bigger, and they mm-hmm. slept on the beaches. And at the end of the day, though, like sometimes that's just TV. You know what I mean? Um, it, was a, it was a documentary, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it was like. And I will how, say, how, how many? Yeah. How many edits were in that documentary? You know, I, I call I call bullshit on yeah. a lot of it because there were definitely there were probably days when they were like, "This shit, I shouldn't have done this." Yeah, you know, their kid got like stung by some nasty ass bug and yeah. it's uh, his foot's the size of his head, and you're like, "Oh man, what are we doing out here? There's not a doctor in a thousand miles," you know. Yeah. Uh, but it can be done. It, it can, can be, be done. done. And it Harmony really is. is out there. It is. And I think the biggest thing is, is working towards it and not guilting yourself when you don't have exactly. it. Exactly. Not guilting yourself is probably the most important thing out there. Yeah. And being okay with the fact that you went out for the night and had some fun. Because I also think a happy dad is able to be a happy husband. And the same thing with a mom. A happy mom is able to be... You know, or a happy wife is able to be a happy, happy wife, husband. Happy life. I mean, there's got to be something for us. Th- there, as well. there does. And, and, and I think people, there is something for us. We just don't have the cool saying. Yeah. Maybe we can make one up. We'll, f- um, you know, yeah, we'll, figure, we'll, it we'll figure it out. Yeah. And it's not to say that, I mean, my wife it's always big. does more than I do. Yeah. No. You're. And that, and that, a lot of it is, well. a lot of it is biological, even though. A friend of mine said, <laughs> I told him, I wake up every morning guilty yeah. because I know that I slept more than my wife did. And there's things like I can't feed him. My, my yeah. I don't have breasts to give him milk. And he said, you know, with the advancement of science nowadays, Roy, you're just not looking hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was just well like, man, played. I was yeah. like, fuck you, man. But there's those dudes out there. Shit, my cousin, um, Luke, mm-hmm. uh, single dad since uh raised the little one since she was probably six months old yeah um wow yeah yeah but it's just you know i mean i just i just said that because it was just to not take away from the fact that i do recognize everything that my wife is doing yeah no Mm -hmm. and that's the thing like it's not just for us i mean we're having this podcast about fatherhood and, Mm -hmm. and being a dad and stuff like that but you know, reality is, is that they feel this, you know, very similar to what we do. I, yeah. I assume they uh-huh. definitely have more, um, I, I think more kind of motherly instincts, or I know for a fact they probably do. Um, but they need to take care of themselves as well. And they know that. Yeah. And sometimes, and sometimes we have to provide the opportunity, you know? Yep. So, lot, yeah. Most mm-hmm. of the, yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. So, uh, Shifting it, what's been like the easiest thing? What's been the thing that's just like it just started clicking into um, place without work? I think these questions are staged because this is another perfect segue. Oh man, it's uh. just because I've done I've done like seven of these. So, I'm starting to learn. My wife, <laughs> yeah, my wife has been uh, the easiest thing about having a nine month old. Um, I work, um, I travel, and she's the rock. You know what I mean? Um, wow. Yeah. So that's uh, that's been the easiest thing. I couldn't imagine kind of being worried about. I don't worry about him one bit. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm sure I'm a. I know you're in the same boat. Like mm-hmm. if you, if you were to travel for a month or something, you had to take off for a month. You wouldn't. There'd be no stress one bit that that you know your son would be. Yeah. All good. Um, and so so that's it for me, and and that's what that's the easiest thing. You know, she she locks stuff down. She makes you know we we butt heads about stuff. You know, um, sometimes I come home and. Oh, I want to do it this way. I want to do it that way. Because I have a strong opinion as well. We're we're both very opinionated. Uh, her, no. Her and I. Yeah, no. I know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Saving, so, but, yeah. No. So we both have strong opinions, but yeah. And and um, we struggle, and but I think that's normal. Mm-hmm. I know it's normal. Very um, much so. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, the easiest thing is knowing that he is has a mom that's like a rock. So. That's, that's easy. And so how does that like, I mean, that has to be a very freeing feeling. Um, I don't shit. I don't know that it feels freeing because it makes me feel like I'm not, mm. you know what I mean? You know, you're like, yeah. but it's freeing in a sense of, I feel it's freeing in a sense that I know he's a hundred percent good to go. And yeah, always he will be fine because she will make sure that he is you know, taken care of. Mm-hmm. It's not freeing in a sense because there's a guilt there. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a guilt there maybe of if I'm traveling or if I'm doing something and it's like, I am traveling and I'm not home. I want to go out and have some beers or something like that. But shit, there's some guilt there because, you know, maybe, I don't know. Do so, you think it's a guilt because you have the opportunity and she doesn't? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Cause number one, I mean, we're very similar also not only are we both opinionated we're also similar in our likes Mm -hmm. um our likes are very similar so there's times where i'm doing something that i know for a fact that she would love to go do Mm -hmm. you know um and that's tough but i but it's tough like do i you know do i back off what i'm doing because even though i'm in no like what do i do go sit in my hotel or something like Mm -hmm. there's or do I, you know, so, so yeah, there's a guilt there, I think, because we're very similar in what we like to do. Mm-hmm. So that's tough. I think that's tough on how to kind of work through that. Piece. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, my wife and I love a lot of the same things, you know, and, and I can identify with that as well. Yeah. And that's the coolest thing, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I think about going back to work as a teacher and and people ask me, you know, am I thinking about him? And I'm like, sure, I think about him. And, you know, are you worried about him or things like that? I'm like, no, because, I mean, my wife, I mean, good God, she knows what she's doing. He is safe. He is going to be happy. He's going to be taken care of. And it is a great, it's a great feeling to know that your partner is picking up the slack, is doing it. And then for me, I know for me, it's like, well shit when i get home it's like what can i do yeah you know yeah no i think you're 100 percent right i mm-hmm. think having that uh i think that's the one thing about going i have the same thing about going to work and do i think about him yeah i think about him but it's more i don't think about him as like let's say you know we were both at work and he was at daycare i'd probably stress or think about him more you oh, know God. Um, so that's, that's, yeah. yeah, that's something that I don't deal with. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting though, for sure. 
And I think, uh, which is, I'm grateful for the fact that I can take paternity leave and yeah. to be like, I don't have to worry about daycare right now. Cause you know, I think the first couple of years of your kid's life are the most important. And to know that like, he's got mom, he's got me, we're set yep. is like, all right, we're setting, you know, we're giving him a good foundation. Yeah. No, it's so, huge. Yeah. Huge. So, you know, I know you're early into fatherhood, but is there anything that you think you would be doing over? I'm not a do-over person, to be honest with you. I really? just, uh, I, I like to just move forward. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's always, there's always stuff that I learn from. I, mm -hmm. I want to think that I learn from, but I'm not about going back and doing anything over. I think it's all part of the plan and mm -hmm. not that there's even a big plan, but it's all part of what I've done already. And it's, it's, it's essentially set me up to either learn from or not learn from and hopefully learn from down the road. Um, but I'm not a big do over person and, um, I am, uh, of Tupac's philosophy of, uh, looking in the world, uh, from my rear view. So God, Tupac. Dude, he's like a, he's an artist, so uh, he's a poet, really. He is, um, man. So yeah, I'm not a do-over person, and no, there's there's nothing that I would rather do over, and um, uh, yeah, move forward. Well, you're not gonna get out of it this season. So then, what's <laughs> what do you think? What what's the biggest thing you've learned, or what's one like what's one takeaway so far? Uh, I think just everything we've talked about. One, the biggest takeaway is, um. I think you said it. I think it's quality over quantity. I think that's yeah. the biggest takeaway. You know, I think it's the quality of time. It's so easy for me to come home from work and or wake up in the morning and drink coffee with him while he's doing his bottle or playing around on the floor and just hop on my phone or something like that. It's super easy. And I do, you know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I get caught in, caught up with that. But I really try not to because I think it, the biggest takeaway for me is quality over quantity. I mean, you you said it so i think that's huge yeah i think um awesome yeah that's great i uh the fucking phone right it's horrible yeah. 20 20 years ago i mean there's always something that like parents could be distracted from but that that damn phone and the damn screen takes it i my uh this guy uh i hope brad from three ships isn't mine but i'm gonna call him out on this he's <laughs> he calls the screen a babysitter and he was saying like it's it's you know so many parents just go to the screen for that and he was like that's the only because every you know when you become a new parent the one thing that happens is you get advice right yeah everyone wants to give you their advice but he said don't give them the screen babysitter he yep. says always have a coloring book and crayons with you and just let them do that but that phone man it's hard you know it's no, hard because it's you know it's like it's almost like a do as I say, not as I do. Cause yeah. it's a screen babysitter mm -hmm. for us. It That's is. what it's turned into. Oh. And, um, no, I agree with them though. I think it's, uh, I think if it's one thing that fatherhood will do for me, hopefully is for me to step away from that. It's for yeah. me to realize that it's bad for him. So it's gotta be bad for me too, oh to a certain God. extent. Yeah. And, know? and I got, cool. I mean, I've got called out on it and I thought I was like cool. And I was like, had it in check Yeah. and nope. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. They no, it's, see. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough, when, especially when they're this little and they just, you know, you're, you throw your phone off to the side. That's the first thing they go to. 
they start mm-hmm. calling for it. And it's yeah. a, and, it, and that's a balance between how do you, how do you, you know, this technology is part of our life. So, um, there's no, yeah, yeah, that's a thing, but it is finding that balance. Yeah. Um, for sure. I think, um, is there anything that scares you? And what I mean scares you, like being a dad, like keeps you up at night or like there's that nagging thing in the back of your head about being a dad that just no matter what you do, it's like it's there. Um, I, I think social media scares me. Yeah, I think. uh and it scares me in a sense of how will I manage that for him? Because um, I think, I mean, we just talked about it, the, the screen babysitter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like, you know, you fly and you see some parents that just hand their kid the iPad and the headphones and it works out. And some parents, it's the first resort. Um, I want to be, what scares me is trying to not do the easy thing because we're in a day and age where there's always something easy out there there's yeah. always something easy I want to try to do the harder thing because or that, that not just harder because it's harder but harder because maybe it's the right thing mm-hmm. um, so that scares me is that I don't want to just kind of fall victim to the easy thing easy way out with uh, being a dad Mm -hmm. I don't want to just put him in front of the screen I don't want to you know let him have whatever he wants because he's screaming you know that 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 part kind of worries me Um, and I yeah it it sounds kind of weird but I think uh, I think Technology, honestly, I think that's the big thing for me. Like the social media technology, like the, that, that worries me. I think how to manage that piece. Mm-hmm. As, as I mean, because it's you know it's only going to get more intense. Yeah, so it's going to be crazy. Like when when our kids are in middle school, high school, out of high school, like can you imagine? I mean, I didn't start. I mean, I didn't start. I started keyboard classes in like sixth, seventh grade. Like there's kids learning how to write code in elementary school right now. It's a club. It's a it's a fucking club. So I mean, I, I mean that shit's crazy. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So th- that technology shit's it's gonna be next level when mm-hmm. our kids are in the high school area. Yeah, I think about. I always think about how like you know high school was really hard for me, you know, because I wasn't a sports kid or anything like that. I was more of like a creative musical kid, and so there was that. But like, I mean. The first thing that happens when anything funny or weird or scary in the world or at school is like the first, it's like a reaction to have your phone out and film it and to think about how quickly it embarrasses that person and then the people can respond to that and then add to that and then it becomes, it could become a meme and it does, it's not like you can't escape it. It is scary, yeah. you know, but, yeah. but I always think about there's always something in society, no matter like the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, that scared the parents, you know? Yeah, no, I think, um, shit, I think probably back then it was, you know, 
the Cold War was yeah. probably pretty scary. Um, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, depression mm-hmm. was, the Great Depression was probably pretty scary. So I think when you think back of that, um, so yeah, I think, honestly, I, I would say a lot of parents right now are probably scared of technology mm-hmm. and scared of the way um, it could develop and how their kids could mm-hmm. work into that or, um, or what it means in, in their lives. And it's so fast. It's so fast. Yep. Everything is changing fast. Yeah, you know, I, and I agree. Yeah, I think you know, I I think about you always hear those those guys that go down the rabbit holes of like the microchipping and shit like that, or you know, and those type of things. But we don't need to go there. No, no. I but technology. Ender's game yeah. fan, so we, we can go way down the rabbit hole there. Ender's, I think you're a fan too. So. Oh my god, Ender's <laughs> game series. There's there's four. I d- all right, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Ender's. In L- in yeah. 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 So Ender's game. There's 14 books in the whole series in the whole universe. He just released uh, a book that was a, the second prequel to it. It's called. Really? Yeah, I have it. I think it's the Swarm. Yeah. It's called it, yeah. the Swarm. If you I'll need it, behind the power curve, then. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right. Ender's yeah. game changed like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. That was one of that was one of the first books where I like I devoured that those. Was same here, yeah. That yeah. was my first book um, that I think I just crushed. I think that between that and uh, uh, I think Ender's game and then. Um, Hatchet was a huge one. Hatchet was a good up. one. Yep. Um, Catcher in the Rye mm-hmm. was a big one growing up. I reread Catcher's mm-hmm. Catcher in the Rye and was kind of bummed out on the dude. I was just like, man, this guy's kind of not what I thought he was. He yeah. Was just, yeah. So anyway. But uh, anyway. I think they should do a movie that follows Bean, not Ender. I agree. I think yeah. Bean is a better character no, in I the think whole Bean, series. Honestly, I think... Uh, his sister's pretty gangster too. Oh, she was. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. she was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. if there's people listening, and Peter was, yeah, Peter was no joke. So no, I think Bean was like the. I mean, because when you think about where he grew up, and mm-hmm. he was, yeah, he's the story right there for yeah. sure. There's also a book called Shadows in Flight, which is in the Energy Universe, and it's Bean as he's dying, with oh, uh, the kids. Yeah. yeah. I'm behind that. Oh man, there's. Okay. You will, we'll go yeah we'll go into Another my podcast, we'll right? go into my library <laughs> after this is over and I'll show you uh, all the books I have on the Ender's game series honestly guys if there's a series of books that I think everyone should read it's the Ender's game series books from just how it talks about like what does it mean to be human and like so many things like in this oh it's great sci-fi I love honestly it. I think it's how we're gonna be fighting wars. You think so? I mean, it's basically AI at its mm-hmm. finest. Yeah. It's basically dudes manning forward kind of killing machines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, that's like the perfect, I mean, it's not true AI, but in a mm-hmm. sense, it, it really is, you yeah. know? Well, Jane, that was his, that was the AI in the series that became yeah. the yeah. person they put, oh my God. All right. Yeah. We have to stop because I literally <laughs> could talk about the Ender's Games books for a while, like hours. Um, I think the <laughs> we got to we got to bring it all back. I think um, so. The last two questions are mainly like, what do you, what do you view your role as a dad? 
But the last one was, what, what does fatherhood mean to you? Yeah. And I know that sometimes people can make that the same thing. But, like, as a role, I think of, like, the day-to-day stuff and, like, what does fatherhood mean to you is, like, the big idea. So what do you view your role as a dad? Um, to be there for Emmy, I think, is a big one. Um, to do what I can in between you know, work, I have to get up early. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we both get up early, but, uh, I wake up with him. I do the bottle. I do. I, my standard right now is when I'm in town, I do morning feedings and night feedings, bath time and night feedings. And that's huge for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's cool. We've gotten to a point now though, that he holds his own bottle. So I put him down, he holds his own bottle. I set him up with his little station down mm-hmm. and I make my coffee super scientific. Like you taught me. Um, yes. And uh, so my role as a dad is any time I'm there is to do the quality time. Okay. That's my cool. role. Okay. Yeah. And um, fatherhood, what it means to me is it's kind of a big deal. It's uh, I have this kind of grandeur plan of fatherhood, and, and really it's about when he gets older. But it probably starts now. I mean, I know it starts now, but um, – doing just cool stuff together and and i don't know what that is because i know i like cool stuff i know what cool stuff i like and hopefully he likes the same stuff but he doesn't it that how do i kind of work within what what he likes and do i tailor what i like and to try to kind of move him towards that and i I think that's a big question that um a lot of dads have and i you know especially if they run into a roadblock where they feel like they're uh you know, their little one doesn't like what they like and how do you deal with it mm-hmm. then? So, um, I think trying to maneuver that and, um, you know, keeping a happy home at the same time. I think that's huge. I think, um, mm-hmm. fatherhood to me is just not only supporting him, but supporting Emmy and supporting myself and supporting the whole picture and, and trying to keep things, and it's not just me, you know, she does keep, she keeps things in balance too. So, I mean, to me, fatherhood is balance really. Yeah. So it, it's like you're supporting, but also providing, providing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Supporting, providing, and also being, um, and I'm horrible at this, but trying to be somebody, uh, that, um, can support her too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm really bad. I'm not a, I'm a pretty shitty person at being a shoulder to cry on. I struggle with that, so <laughs> I do. <laughs> Full disclosure. Yeah, we we all learn how to do it. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's even the most like emotional man still struggles with when a woman starts crying. What yeah. do you do? Yeah, um, yeah. Do you think it's more of like when I mean providing? Is it like an adventure provider? I think adventure, hundred percent. I I think that uh, uh, if we lost everything we had now, we would be just fine. Yeah. I really do. Because we'd figure it out and we would do some cool shit. Mm -hmm. And we'd go build an awesome fort in the woods and we would do cool stuff. (laughs) Um, And I wouldn't have to worry about AI. Stuff like fort that. building is <laughs> fort building is the shit. It, I really believe that that's 
by providing, I think that's a great question you had, or kind of distinguishing the difference. Mm -hmm. um, providing means to me, providing um, kind of not just leadership, but just being some sort of sounding board, yeah. being like a, you know, like a lighthouse in a storm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I look at providing as, not yeah. just like a roof over your head or or stuff like that. So. Yeah, I mean, that's a big deal. I love, I love that you just said a lighthouse in a storm. I mean, that's the reason I have a tattoo of a lighthouse on my arm. Yeah. It's not because I, I'm not a seaworthy fellow, <laughs> but because there were men in my life that were lighthouses that no matter what happened, and I think that's the thing that, that dads can be, is, is, that lighthouse that no matter what's going on in their life, no matter the, the storms that are coming in our life, that there's this person that they can look to and they can go to and there's a place and it's safe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, uh, that's exactly, that's, yeah, that's what fatherhood means to me. That's a hundred percent correct. Yeah. It's huge. Huge. <laughs> I didn't even realize that you had a lighthouse on your arm right now. So yeah, <laughs> I've got I've I've got my grandfather on the inside of my arm, and uh, because my dad passed away, I remember the tattoo, but yeah. it just I didn't even yeah yeah, and, and my dad will go under it because um, those were the two biggest light, and when my you know whenever yeah. my mom she'll be there, but that's the thing I think. Uh, that's cool. I'm glad that you shared that. Um, I think. I think the last thing I want to talk about is, is I think, how do you, how do you balance it? How do you balance, you know, being a father, doing what you want to do? Is it something that you have a process or is it something that you're learning day to day? I learn day to day and I probably don't learn well. I don't balance it well right now. I really struggle yeah. to balance it. I focus, you know, and I, when I say I have a lot of traits from my old man, mm -hmm. I take, I work hard and I, um, yeah. I, uh, I think about work a lot and yada, yada. But, um, and that was one of his traits. I, I think I balance being a good father. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not, I need to do better at being a loving husband. I think that's probably something that gets uh, put to the side. Um, and that's something I need to work on. Um, and at the same time, I need to also balance my, uh, I need to balance reality. You know, mm -hmm. just certain times, like I find myself driving home from work and, you know, calling and be like, oh, I'll be home in 20 minutes. And it's like, there's no way I'm going to make it home in 20 minutes. You know, I'm always trying to overpromise. I feel like, yeah. I feel like that's something that I always try to do is overpromise. And, um, and I need to figure out how to balance that because I, you know, at a certain point, especially with a new baby coming, man, I just need to be real with not only myself, but you know, hey, if I'm if I'm not going to make it home for an hour, why tell somebody I'm going to be there in 45 minutes? You know, yeah. so um, I think that's just uh, something I need to work on. And I haven't, you know, honestly, trying to balance things is um, it's a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And remember that a work in progress is OK. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right, and I'm yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with the work in progress, um, and 
it may not happen overnight. It's going to take, you know, probably multiple years for something like that to happen. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, just as long as um, I can, you know, be somewhere close mm-hmm. to uh, in the middle. Yeah. For some reason, I keep thinking about what is that? I think it's a Bruce Lee quote where he says, be like water, you know, and it's like you work with the current, not against the current, yeah. you know? I think that's a great quote, and I would like to think that I am like water, and I think mm-hmm. that, uh, but you also have to, I think my biggest thing is that when you start thinking like that, like that's in a phenomenal quote if everybody mm-hmm. thought like that. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. every single person you dealt with in your life thought like be like water, there would be no issues. If, if everybody in the world thought like that, we would be in a peaceful world. Mm-hmm. But not everybody thinks like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the struggle is like, um, I feel like I'm very just uh, go with the flow, be like water, but not everybody in my life that I deal with is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to be respectful of what their um, kind of go with the flow motto is. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the day, like, you guys are doing okay. You guys are doing fine. You got a happy, healthy kid. Yeah. That smiles a lot and that is growing and you have to take you know you have to take confidence in that you know yeah no i do i do and we do and um yeah it's it's great right now and i'm looking forward to uh uh number two do you think you know what it's gonna be we, you don't have to say anything. No, I'm fine. With Are you gonna it. find out? I That's the biggest no, thing. We're not gonna find you, out. You for real? You're gonna roll no, the dice? Yeah, rolling the dice. Oh wow! Yeah. The first Jeez. time was so cool. So yeah, rolling the dice, and um, yeah. I think uh, she's going with the boy. I always, she's like, "What do you think it is?" And I was like, "I don't know, 50 50 yeah so because <laughs> that's what it is. I don't think about it. I'm Apparently, the type of dude that when it happens, okay, it's there. Yeah, what you I know, I'm not gonna be like, <laughs> oh, I think it's this, I think it's yeah. that. It's just like, oh, I'm stoked either way. I told people, um, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool if it was a boy, and it's like trying to control the wind. I have, you know, yeah, this, you know, quote unquote seed has been planted, and it's not up to me anymore. Yeah. So like, why am I gonna worry about that yeah. or? You know, so much shit to worry out. about. I'm not worrying about that. Yeah, I'll be stoked either way. Good, good, super good. stoked. Well, Trevor, I do appreciate um, you taking time to come out here and talk about this, being open and honest. Um, I say it all the time, but I mean it every time I say it. It's a big deal um, that two dudes can sit down and talk and be open and honest and share that with the world. So I never take it lightly, and I think it's a cool thing what we did. So, um, if you have any last words, are you good? No, I just want to say I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. yeah I echo your words cause it is, it is cool. And I think it made us closer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm stoked. So that's yeah, cool. So go forth and be awesome and be excellent to each other. And we'll, uh, see you soon.